Hey everybody, first episode of Just Barbell, the podcast, the blog is in the works, Uh, I've got a Twitter account, Just Barbell, and I don't know what the hell to talk about. Um, The barbell itself is an extremely iconic weightlifting implement, as far as I'm concerned, it's the only one, it's the one I use, it's the one that I feel has the most benefit. Um, that's why I started this thing. I mean, I I go to the gym a fair amount. Uh, four times a week is it for me. Uh, I've been uh, working the same basic framework uh, plan for the last year almost. We are coming up on one year of 531, Jim Windler's fantastic program. I mean, this guy has like four books, and I mean, there's just endless iterations that you can do with this thing, and I'm a really particular guy. I, um, I settle on things, I resolve to do something like this blog, this podcast, um, and I'm going to do it and I'm going to keep doing it because I believe I have a passion for the barbell. Now, kind of where I'm coming from, I mean, I'm almost 40 years old. I didn't really start lifting weights until about seven, eight years ago. And I'm not a fitness freak. I don't eat tofu. I mean, I've tried paleo dieting. I've tried, shit, the South Beach diet. I've tried all sorts of these things that people in the media will tell you is the next big thing. And I bought into it hook, line, and sinker every time. But I'll tell you something, there is nothing that works if it's not sustainable. That is the key word of the day. Ladies and gentlemen, if you are listening to this podcast, the word of the day is sustainability. You need to do something that you can do for the rest of your life because when you choose to have a life of fitness, That's what you need to do. You need to keep doing it. You can't do a 12-week fast weight loss program at your local gym where you cut the carbs down to nothing and you expect that to work. No, you will rubber band like a son of a bitch and you're going to get right back to where you were before. And that's what I did. I'm telling you from experience. I was a fat ass multiple times because I would fall for something and it never would work because they do a 12-week gig and then they drop you like a bag of potato chips. They don't care. They just want your money on the front end. They just want you to think, Oh, this is going to change my life. I'm going to win that biggest loser competition at my work. 
and then I'm just going to be fit and fine for the rest of my life. That does not happen. That is not reality. Our bodies were not made to lose weight like that and then stop needing maintenance. That's where the barbell comes in. The barbell is a sustainable, viable option. It's the only option as far as I'm concerned. I have two gym memberships. I have one to a powerlifting gym and one to a like a more traditional fitness center, family type place. They've got childcare, they've got a lap pool, um, they've got a hot tub that never works, they've got a big gymnasium where guys play pickup games and argue about getting fouled. And then they've got a pretty good weight room. Now this weight room, and this is one of the recurring themes that you're going to get on my blog and podcast, is the, the idea that there are things called etiquette, rules that you need to follow in the gym. I'm going to talk about them at some point. But they have three weight cages. It's the structure that you rack a barbell on that has different attachments like the safety bars and they've got weight hangers on the sides. You can put a bench in there and do some some bench press. It's got pull-up bars on the outside of it. It's a pretty universal, like variable weight system that you can set up and do different things on. Don't curl in them. If you're going to use a barbell, if you're going to do some of the workouts I set up, don't curl in a weight rack, okay? Power cage, whatever you call it. Just don't do that. Anyway, as you can tell, I've seen a fair amount of people do that, and it sucks, especially when the gym's busy and they think they're going to pull out, you know, 300 curls in there. Just don't do that. Anyway. So, back to what I was saying. The barbell is the only thing you need for sustainable muscle gain and general health. So, the barbell, if you're not familiar with it, they come in different sizes, shapes. There's an easy bar for curling and and, uh, arm extensions. There's a log bar that you can do presses with. A lot of strongman competitions have this. Uh, There's the um, Rogue Fitness, who I hope to become an affiliate of at some point, has a uh, like a simulated log bar that is, um, it almost looks like a um, trap bar, which is for deadlifting, but it's little. It's 45 pounds and it's got Uh, three sets of grips you do kind of a hammer grip with that are really good and I'm going to talk about those on the blog in the equipment section some posts about that Um, those are good for curls so if you're if you're looking for a curl bar just get the log bar the um, the simulated log bars it's really good for that anyway So you know when you walk into a gym and there's like 800,000 different pieces of equipment around and like the pulley machines and 
the free weights with the dumbbells and all this all this mess around it's so overwhelming it was overwhelming to me when I first started working out when I was trying to think it's been like 12 years ago about um, my wife and I got our very first gym membership and this is back when we lived up in northern Minnesota if you've ever been to Minnesota let me tell you a little bit about that so they have this stuff up there called hot dish most other like normal reasonable people in the world call it casserole I'm from Kansas and we call it casserole we don't call it hot dish I don't know. Anyway. So, northern Minnesota is not the mecca of health, really. Um, because of hot dish, primarily, but a lot of other factors. There's, there's, you know, whatever. We'll, I don't know if we'll ever get to that, but this isn't a psychology show or anything. Um, but anyway... My wife and I were extremely overweight at the time. We ate what we wanted. We had just had a kid and got a gym membership. This little, uh, it was a uh, Anytime Fitness. It was one of those places that give you a little key fob. You go in at 2 in the morning and, and uh, treadmill your brains out. But when I first started there, I... Um, would just go and treadmill. They had a they had a free weight room, had some pulley machines in it. I was scared shitless to go in there. I didn't want to because I was afraid I would wouldn't be lifting heavy enough for my size. I mean, I'm I'm six one, and at the time I weighed like two eighty two. So I figured I should be able to walk in there and load a bar up with four hundred pounds and press it over my head because I was a big guy. I had been told I'm a big guy forever. And I really, like, after high school, let myself go. Um, no strength training. I mean, I I was on the track team, and I always wanted to be a runner, but they, they just looked me up and down and said, no, you're a thrower. You'd be a thrower. So what did I do? I tried to throw, but I never weight trained for it. I just picked up a shot put and threw it, like, two inches, and that was it but I stopped eating regularly I um, started using this thing called the health rider at home I didn't know what the hell I was doing I'd use that thing for 30 minutes I got down to 160 some pounds and I looked like a boy I mean I was I was thin you know I had this like bowl not bowl cut hair but you, you remember the kind of hair that um, people in the 90s thought was awesome like Jonathan Taylor Thomas from Home Improvement you know that kind of hair where it was that that center part and I just it, it was gross that whole that whole era of my life I'm glad it's over um because if you see me now you'd be like what the hell um but yeah anyway I uh started just walking at this at this uh this gym we went to and I uh didn't didn't want to go any further than the than the uh treadmill room in the front because I could I could watch TV 
and just and walk mindlessly, kind of wandering, not really not really thinking much about my goals or what I wanted to do with my life. I had a kid, I was scared shitless, and we were running an apartment building at the time. I started working as an insurance adjuster. I had a lot of shit going on that I didn't understand. And really it was all just because I had zero focus. I had zero life experience. I was new to everything. I was unboxed the day before, it felt like. And so I didn't know where to take it. So I just walked. And I still ate like an asshole. And the walking really didn't do anything. It just kind of gave me something to do to get away from the house. And that continued. When we left the town we lived in and moved back to where I'm from, we continued our membership at a a local franchise of the same gym. And that lasted uh, just a couple months, I think, until our contract was up and then we didn't renew, but we went to a 24-hour fitness. The conglomerate, the big box store of gymnasiums, um, I had so much equipment available to me there, but that was a whole different kind of mind F. That put me in a position where I saw all these guys using all these these big, fabulous looking weights, and I just kept saying, someday, someday, I'd go in there at 10 o'clock at night and just walk my fat ass on the treadmill, and it wouldn't do anything for me. And that continued for months after that. So, really, I was just kind of aimlessly wandering around. Nobody told me what to do. I wasn't interested enough to actually research anything. And so, I just left it. I just kind of did my own thing. And I never wanted to do personal training. I felt like it was a waste of money even then. Um, hint, hint, I still do. But my wife was more inclined to take classes and do these group exercise things and learn more. She she followed blogs and did all this stuff that I couldn't wrap my head around because mostly I didn't want people telling me what I should and shouldn't be doing even though I didn't know what I should and shouldn't be doing. That's kind of always the way I've been. I mean, I'll admit, I was extraordinarily unteachable when it came to that stuff. So, flash forward, I don't know, six months, something like that. My wife got us into a weight loss challenge in a... Um, local area and it was one of those biggest loser style things where a percentage of body fat dictates you know how you're doing and whatever and I really I tore it up I got into it um, eating wise exercise I started working with the guy who was our like team captain this this personal trainer that um he was kind of like 
the the Han Solo slash Otter from Animal House type badass that I thought I was, you know, and I I really found something likable in him that I real I wanted to follow, you know. I wanted I wanted it to uh, turn into a friendship and probably the most valuable thing that he taught me about was the barbell. Now looking at and looking back on it, I hate it that he was the one that introduced me to it. But ever since then, I've just had this like hankering for the barbell. There's always just been something about it that always leads me back and um so when I finished that challenge, we didn't win, but I kept working out with him. And he got me into the deadlift, um, the bench, squatting, the heavies, the good ones, the big ones. And, um, I worked out with him for, for a little while, probably six months. And, uh, then that went away. One of the, one of the things in, in terms of the, uh, fitness industry, the fitness world, you run into a lot of people who are, are certified personal trainers, CPT, the end of their name or they've got a lofty like physio degree or you know whatever the case is whatever whatever title they're using be very careful because I feel like those certifications are very easy to get all you basically have to do is pay for them and do a little bit of studying take a test and then you're good for however long. <clears throat> so watch it. Because you run into people who don't necessarily have good ethics when it comes to business, who don't show up for work, who just suddenly decide that they don't want to do it anymore, and who just generally flake out. So watch it. Um, so then after that ended, I started doing these, it wasn't at an actual CrossFit box. This was not a true affiliate situation. This was a lady who used to be an affiliate, I think. Well, I don't know. She may have taken the training or something, but anyway, she knew enough to be dangerous and she had three coaches that weren't really coaches. They were just higher level gym members that got their memberships paid for them who didn't know F all about form or rehabbing or anything about that. Their sole purpose was to be like the the ubermensch, I can do this faster than you can, I can do it twice as twice as good as you kind of people who were basically the examples of the product of her gym, 
not necessarily coaching people on form and function. And I had kind of fallen off the wagon, so to speak. And I wasn't feeling real great. I just was dealing with some injuries from poor form before. And I just wasn't up to it. But I did it. Four times I did it. Over and over and over again without really having my form looked at or worked on or anything. I was turning into a mess, and I didn't know how to fix it, but that's when I found Strong Lifts 5x5, and we're going to have to put a pin in this one, Um, I've already run a little longer than I wanted to, actually, so uh, for right now, we're going to plan on next time continuing my my background and kind of explain a little bit about what led me to making the decision to never use a pulley machine or dumbbell ever again. So until next time, this is Just Barbell, Justin speaking, and I'm out.